US Treasury bond yields surged again overnight after signs of heat in US super core inflation data. That pushed the US dollar up against the Aussie dollar, the Kiwi dollar, and the euro. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And in our bonus deep dive interview, Kun Go explains why there were outflows of foreign investment from Asia beyond China in September at the highest levels since June last year. Also, uh, we did see increasing concerns about uh, the higher for longer narrative from the Fed. And that also was a, another major cause for the reduced appetite for investing in risky assets in this part of the region. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, US inflation data out overnight was broadly in line with expectations, but below the surface, there remains plenty of heat that is keeping the Fed on edge. Headline inflation of 0.4% was down from 0.6% a month ago. Annual inflation was unchanged at 3.7%. But here's ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, on what was happening below the surface that markets are watching. The underlying detail did show that super core inflation, that services excluding shelter component, uh, remains quite firm. In fact, it rose 0.6% on the month. So that'll be telling FOMC members, look, we might want to raise interest rates, but we're certainly not going to be cutting anytime soon. So it fits with the higher for longer story. Number two, the heat in that super core inflation saw the US 10-year bond yield rise 10 basis points overnight to 4.69%. That lifted the US dollar almost a cent to 1.05.3 euro. The Aussie dollar opens this morning at 63.17 US cents. That's down just over a cent from yesterday. The Kiwi dollar is also down a cent at around 5am Australian time at 59.3 US cents. Here's Brian again on why the heat in the super core helped the US dollar boil up a bit. Those super core numbers, you know, say that it's going to take a while really for inflation to come back down certainly as far as that component is concerned, and bond yields rose as a result. And that's, I think, what the Fed want at the moment. As long as bond yields stay high, they feel that's doing the work for them. So they don't need to be raising interest rates when bond yields are as elevated as they are at the moment. So overall, I don't think there's any real change. Now, the dollar firmed a little bit, but I don't think there's anything that's going to you know, propel it dramatically higher from those data. Number three, another reason for the weakness in the euro versus the dollar overnight is fresh commentary from ECB officials that rates there are definitely going on hold because the inflation pulse in Europe is much weaker than in the United States. Europe hasn't had the buoyancy in its economy that the United States has. In fact, Europe, owing to the geopolitical conflicts that we've had uh, in the Ukraine over the past year has really suffered from a growth perspective. So growth has come down, and that has meant that the intensity of inflation pressures, that excess demand in the economy that we see still in aspects of the US just isn't there in Europe. So I think the European inflation picture can therefore come down sustainably quicker than it can do in the United States. Number four, there's an election coming up tomorrow in New Zealand, and it's been all about the cost of living. And yesterday we got food and rent inflation data for September, which showed the impact of high migration on rents in particular. Here's ANZ economist for New Zealand, Henry Russell. 
we saw a continuation in the moderation in food prices in September, which is certainly positive given the intense increases we've seen recently. That largely reflects an unwind of the supply-side disruption from uh, severe weather events earlier in the year, but also New Zealand prices finally moving back into line with the global themes. Turning to the rents, uh, rents continue to increase strongly. On new tenancies alone, rents are up over 7% in the past year. That largely reflects the rapid surge in migration we've seen, and we expect that to continue into next year. Number five. There was good inflation news from India overnight, with annual CPI inflation reported to have fallen to a three-month low of 5.02% in September. It's down from 6.83% in August. Now, that result was lower than ANZ's forecast for 5.35% annual inflation, and also lower than the consensus of around 5.4%. The big mover here was food price inflation. It's fallen from almost 10%, in August to just over 6.5%. Veggies, they're down to 3.4% from 26%. Now, the main driver here is tomato prices. They fell almost two-thirds in a month. ANZ's Economist for India wrote this week a result under 6% would give the Reserve Bank of India some relief. It held its main policy rate last week for the fourth consecutive time, but it did it with a hawkish tilt. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. My colleague, Catherine Dyer, spoke to ANZ's head of Asia research, Kun Go, about September's portfolio outflows, which were at their highest for the Asian region since June last year. We saw record uh, broad-based outflows uh, from Asian markets across both equities and bonds in September last year. Uh, And the main driver behind that was the sharp rise in US bond yields which crimped um, risk sentiment and really reduced investor appetite uh, to invest in Asia. Also, uh, we did see increasing concerns about uh, the higher for longer narrative from the Fed, and that also was uh, another major cause for the reduced appetite for investing in risky assets in this part of the region. So just how much have we seen moving out? Now, for the equity market, we saw outflows of uh, around $11 billion U.S. dollars, uh, and in the debt markets uh, across the region, uh, we saw outflows of about $3 billion. Uh, This is excluding uh, China, uh, whose data is still not yet out. But China did record uh, outflows in the uh, previous uh, two months. So I'm anticipating we likely saw outflows from China as well when they eventually report their September numbers as well. So where are the largest outflows occurring? In the equity space, uh, we saw the largest outflow from Taiwan. Uh, This is uh, on the back of the downturn in sentiment towards uh, semiconductor stocks that we saw uh, during that month. Uh, On the bond side, uh, the largest outflows was from Indonesia as uh, the uh, interest rate differential between uh, Indonesia and the US is the narrowest it's been in uh, a long time. Uh, And that has uh, really reduced the attractiveness of Indonesian debt uh, relative to the US debt. Okay, so on the other hand, we've also been seeing some signs of export recovery in the region, particularly around things like semiconductor sales. How do you expect that recovery to play out now in the short, medium and long term in the face of these other confounding aspects? 
Uh, last month, the main driver for the flows and markets generally has been the move higher in U.S. yields. Now, eventually, you know, fundamentals will uh, start to have more of an impact on portfolio flows and uh, financial market performance in this region. Uh, in that regard, I think the uh, outlook for that is starting to look better. Yeah, exports have started to uh, recover. And in fact, uh, Taiwan just reported the first year-on-year positive export growth for September in uh, quite some time. Uh, And semiconductor sales have uh, picked up for six months in a row, uh, suggesting that the turn in the semiconductor cycle uh, has really started. So eventually that should flow through into much improved export performance across the region, uh, which will help lift activity and eventually uh, be positive for uh, portfolio flows. Uh, It's just that at this point in time, uh, it's the U.S. yields and uh, expectations around Fed policy that is the major driver for uh, the flow picture at this stage. ANZ's Head of Asia Research, Kuhn Go there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Friday, October the 13th. Have a great weekend and go the All Blacks. Well, Brian, he'll be in Dublin this weekend cheering for Ireland and we'll be sharing a beer virtually from different sides of the planet. And look out on Monday for a much closer look at China's local government debt problems with Raymond Yoon. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.